Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist and I'd like to welcome you to an exciting new podcast episode I'm putting on with Jonathan Armstrong from Cordery Compliance in London. In this podcast, we will take a look at GDPR, which will go live on May 25, 2018. We are providing a countdown of things that you can do to prepare for GDPR. If you do business in Europe, this is one of the most important initiatives and regulatory matters that you will fall under uh, going forward. You must uh, not only comply with the law, but also put policies and procedures uh, in place to do so on a go-forward basis. Jonathan will discuss all of that, including what's required, the fines and penalties, and things you can do to get ready for this. In conjunction with this Countdown to GDPR series, Jonathan Armstrong will come to Houston to put on a half-day workshop for the Countdown to GDPR. It will be put on by the Greater Houston Business and Ethics Roundtable, Gerber. It will be Thursday, April 12th from 9 to 12 at the South Texas College of Law. For more information, you can check it out on the Gerber website. That's ghber.org, gerber.org. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. Countdown to GDPR is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist, and I'm extraordinarily pleased to have my colleague Jonathan Armstrong, a partner from Quartery Compliance in the United Kingdom, specifically London. And we are here for episode one of Countdown to GDPR. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time to help educate the United States audience about what GDPR is and what they need to do to get ready for it. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me. So, Jonathan, I thought in this episode you might introduce what GDPR is, uh, some of the general concepts, the timelines, and uh, the terminology that a United States or any other uh, compliance practitioner or business person is going to need to comply with this law and, and you know when it goes live. So, what are your thoughts? Thanks, Tom. So the first thing to say is that it goes live on the 25th of May, 2018. So we don't have a lot of time left. GDPR applies to more or less, I'm, I'm going to simplify as I go along, but more or less anyone doing business in the EU. That could be as much as you having a website, which is accessible to people in the EU, particularly if you're trading or you're allowing people to request brochures or whatever. And obviously, that will then include U.S. corporations or most U.S. corporations who are doing business internationally. In some respects, U.S. corporations are disadvantaged because they've got to appoint a data protection representative if they don't have a footprint in the EU. It's quite a wide piece of legislation, and it covers all personal data. Now, it's important to remember that personal data is much wider than the US definition of PII. It'll include things like geographical location. It'll include things like uh, things that identify a, a user's device, their mobile phone, their laptop or whatever. And it's anything that can identify individuals. It doesn't have to have their name on it. So an IP address, for example, would be included. And GDPR brings in a whole load of new requirements. And we're gonna discuss some of these in forthcoming episodes, but for example, it has heightened obligations on data security. In most cases, you'll have to report 
data breaches to a regulator in the EU in 72 hours. It has a, a principle of privacy by design. It encourages data protection impact assessments, which again we'll discuss in a future podcast. And it also gives important rights for individuals. One of them already exists in data protection law. That's the uh, right to ask people uh, for people to ask you what information you have on them. It's called a subject access right. That right will be uh, extended and it will be for free rather than the nominal fee you can charge. But there are a whole host of other rights as well, like the right to data portability, the right to be forgotten, which, again, we will discuss in future webinars as well. And then I guess, Tom, that the other thing that has really got a lot of attention, or the other two things, I guess, are uh, data transfer. We've had all these issues with the Schrems case and Privacy Shield replacing Safe Harbor. GDPR says a little bit about that, but not much. And the other thing that's got real headline attention are the fines. So if you're a small business, then you're subject to a fine of 20 million euros. And if you're a larger business, that fine can be 4% of your global annual group revenue. So they're pretty high numbers. You know, if you're a, a, a large bank or an oil company, for example, the potential fine is in the billions of dollars. And so that's pretty consequential. My gut feel is we won't see these high fines uh, early, but we will see a substantial increase in the number of class actions and we will see more re uh, regulatory investigations, particularly around data security. So it's part evolution, part revolution, but definitely something, Tom, that I think every corporation, even if they're just based in the US, will have to take into account. So, Jonathan, let me uh, follow up with a couple of questions. Uh, first of all, uh, when, is, uh, when again is the go live date or the date by which uh, companies need to have uh, compliance in place? And the second thing is I want to follow up. You just said that there could be potential class actions. Is there a private right or a private cause of action under G GDPR? And I would contrast that with the U.S. Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, which does not have a private right or private cause of action, only the government can bring an FCPA case. Yeah, so it goes live on the uh, 25th of May 2018. Uh, I know that at least one individual is trying to get ready with some private rights of action um, for the 25th of May. And he says that he is compiling a list of corporations that he's going to send these subject access requests to as a preliminary, and that he has some uh, mailing software that is already programmed to go at a minute past midnight. And so he says he adds one major corporation a day to that list, the corporation that's uh, irritated him the most that day. So private rights of actions definitely will happen. We've seen a number of uh, pressure groups uh, start up. Uh, one um, that's just about to launch that has been um, formed by Matt Schrems, the privacy activist who started that litigation, which took down um, the, uh, the safe harbor scheme and led to the U.S. government uh, applying to be 
joined into proceedings in uh, in Ireland to defend data transfer. So there will be class actions. They will be consequential. And individuals have, um, you know, much greater rights to sue when their uh, privacy rights have been uh, infringed. So, Jonathan, we're basically um, five months out. And if a company has not yet begun to prepare, are there some steps they can take at least at this point to put themselves in a position where they will be in compliance with the law uh, when it goes live in late May? There, there certainly are. I mean, I think the first thing to say is to plan proportionately. So we are pretty close to the wire now in corporate terms. And I know there's, you know, the council of the ideal. So in an ideal world, people would be doing things like data mapping, look at look at where the data is within the organization. The reality might be, however, that if you've a corporation that's existed for 40 years and you haven't done that work already, maybe it's over ambitious to try and pull that off in 80 working days. So I think for most people, they're going to be looking at a proportionate plan. Obviously, in this series, we're going to help them through what that plan might look like. But I guess if they were only concentrating on three things for the for the month of January, for example, they might start off with, with that proper plan, have a plan that's achievable and concentrates on the main issues that are likely to get you into trouble with a regulator or expose you to private rights of action. And so I guess that would be step one. Step two might be look at how you relate to individuals, whether that be consumers or employees. You're going to have to be much clearer with them about how you're using their data. And that might mean that you need to engage already with the marketing team, with the sales team, with HR professionals, and give them some awareness as as to the changes that GDPR is going to make to what they do with individuals and their transparency obligations. And then I guess the third thing, if I could only do three things at this stage, would be to have a real focus on data security. So oftentimes legal compliance, information security aren't as joined up as they should be. You'll need to make sure that you secure everything that you can, and that's hard copy data as well as electronic data. So it's not just about the laptop. And also, we definitely recommend that you rehearse data breach responses. You have, in the most cases, just 72 hours to respond to a data breach under GDPR. And obviously, you need to practice a couple of times to be able to do that efficiently. So they're the three I'd probably be concentrating on, planning, engagement with individuals, and security. So uh, I think, Jonathan, most compliance practitioners and probably most business people would be familiar, if not comfortable, with the idea of a a risk-based approach to take a look at your risks and try to manage the risks your company have. It sounds like the approach you you have suggested really uh, uses that that general concept of a risk-based approach. Would that be a fair statement? That's absolutely right. Um, and, you, and your focus will change depending on what type of business you are. If you're a, if you just do B2B, just business to business, business, then obviously you, you might have proportionately less focus on consumers and more on employees. 
But uh, that's exactly the right approach, I think, a risk-based approach. Obviously, there are still some uh, some issues there if uh, regulators have greater rights of inspection and audit, and they obviously can retroactively look at the decisions that you've made. But I think if you've got a logical reason for some of the risks that you've taken, you may even find that regulators are sympathetic to that. So, Jonathan, I wanted to end uh, today's uh, <clears throat> Episode one of Countdown to GDPR with uh, three key takeaways um, that you would give to the compliance practitioner, to the um, data analyst, or really anyone else in a corporation charged with uh, beginning to look at compliance with GDPR. So do you have three key takeaways for us? Yeah, I mean, I guess my three would be um, uh, certainly planning. We've covered that already. I think that's a key element. Secondly, engaging with those bits of the business that are going to be affected. And thirdly, education, I think, is key at this time. What we're finding is that oftentimes there is an appetite from people in the business to get information about GDPR. And they might Google GDPR and come up with some sort of white paper that they're reading. Now, as a general rule, those uh, things that are coming up high in the Google rankings are not reliable sources of information. Everybody who knows a lot about GDPR is pretty busy and they're certainly not buying sponsored search at this time. So, um, so make sure that you manage the information that your employees get. Look at a trusted source of information, obviously Tom podcasts like this, and make sure that they get information from, from somebody authoritatively, uh, authoritative rather than a vendor just trying to sell a particular technology solution. Because as we said, it's not all about the technology. Our hard copy data is in scope as well. Well, Jonathan, uh, thanks very much. And I look forward to continuing our countdown over the next uh, several months. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to Episode 1 of Countdown to GDPR. I hope that you'll join us again for our next episode on Countdown to GDPR. If you have any questions, you can email Jonathan at jonathan.armstrong at quarterrycompliance.co.uk. You can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate our podcast that was help, as it would help in our rankings and help get the word out about the only compliance-related GDPR podcast. Finally, thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join us again. Countdown to GDPR is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.